program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. Roll sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. You said you said you were ready for him, so let's uh, let's get it. Yeah. Nope. Hey, everybody! Happy Sonic Sound Off Monday to you. I'm sure there are a few things you want to sound off on, and that's why we are here. Three nine two eight two five five is the number. Jake is here producing. Of course, you have the dynamic duo of our leader Patrick Dooley and Jeff Cardozo Woof. hanging around inside to. Uh, Get you through what was a W, not a uh, convincing W, but at least they pulled it off because it would have been miserable if not. Although, I guess we're done already. (laughs) Sweet. That was quick. Um, Quick show. I guess the thing, I don't know how, like, did you ever get to the point, I guess maybe it's different, but all right, so let me ask the question because it just, it literally just popped into my head. Like, did you ever get to the point where you hope that the Gators would win because then your job would be easier? No. Because my role is, obviously, if they lose and what I do during game days, then my job is a gazillion times harder if they lose. Right. I agree so with you. So, I guess, your yeah, yours my, would be my different. My job, and again, I don't, you know, I don't go to the press conferences. I, I would if it was a day game, but these night games, I can't go. Um but you just listen to them. My job didn't matter, win or lose. Right. I care in, during the game. But in fact, I was talking to Kelsey about this the other day. That um, when I would watch a Gator game uh, in the press box, it was almost like you'd watch the game quietly. Usually, didn't say a whole lot. Uh, so every once in a while, you'd say something to Robbie. Robbie say something back. But mainly, you're just watching the game, trying to dissect everything. And then all of a sudden, the moment the game ends. A switch goes off, mm-hmm. and the switch goes. Okay, you got you got to write whatever you saw. Write about it. You're gonna the interviews aren't gonna be easy, but maybe they will be good. So, uh, you I could turn it on and off. But now, as a person who is kind of uh, you know wearing Gator shirts every once in a while, it's um, I was in I, there was some agony. The first game was just all excitement, and every play you were like hanging on it, and it was it was fun to be in a game like that. We all know what happened the second game. And then the third game, you know, it was like Sanford. You know, it was – this is going to be one of the most embarrassing days in school history as 24-point favorites. But luckily, I I will say this, God is smiling on Billy Napier because he could could be 0-3 really easy, Mm -hmm. really easy. Um, In fact, when that guy catches that slant and nobody's near him, and it's running down the field. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to win on a bomb, you know, a long touchdown pass. Luckily, they knocked him down. But And that snap was huge. Yeah. You know, the guy didn't have a bad snap the whole game. And all of a sudden, he snaps it into his ankle. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the last snap, which a guy, I don't know how that guy was able to kick a ball that was barely, like, half on the tee or on the uh, spot and half off. 
and laces out or laces in towards him. Damn, you know that was a big thing for uh, what's her name? Yeah, and what's uh, her name? Yeah, and uh, pet detective. Mm, Ray Finkel. Ray Finkel. That's right. I'm trying to think of her real name. I'm blanking on that. Anyway, uh, you know, so I mean, you this team is what it is, and I and I think I, I think we got to that point last year where I just went, look, they are what they are. You know, you're going to ha- play a lot of close games. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. It's amazing that in three games they've given up 26, 26, and 28. Almost the exact same score. But I got a lot of stats for it. But again, like, I don't know. Like, it's still, you look at those numbers, defense isn't that bad because of the situations they're being put in. And and we said this before the season started. The Gators are going to go as good as number 15 is. And right now, 15 is not good. And if he doesn't get any better, this is where the Gators are going to be. And I think that is the problem Yeah. Well, with, I, with I, what it is. And I, you know, it's funny. I asked Coach Spurrier today on the podcast, I go, what would you do to get a – I mean, this guy, t- again, today he said he's not – doesn't have a lot of confidence. It's ridiculous. And, and he said, I, you know what I'd do if I was Billy Napier? I'd write down the word confidence on a piece of paper, give it to him, tell him to stick it in his back pocket. Now you got confidence, okay? Let's go play. I mean that that which made me laugh, but uh, it is, yeah. I mean it, something like that would w- has to help. But the thing that that is like obviously he's he's got a tender ankle that got hurt again, but it, that's not the the press conference today was startling for him to say, I don't want to run because I don't want to get hit because we only have one quarterback. He he is correct, and and it was very evident early on, and it's something that we talked about off the air from the broadcast, but. You could see it. So if we saw it, obviously everybody else saw it. And I don't know if you, you paid attention enough to see it. The dude's scared. Yeah. And I don't know how the hell you're scared. When you're that like, big. You can't, you can't play that position scared. And it's really, really troublesome to me. I know. Like that a, that a guy that had all this hype and certainly everything that was and around him. had that him, great first game. Yeah. You know? It just, I don't know. I, well, when you have more tackles than, than touchdown passes, that's. Yeah. Not good for a quarterback. Well, and, but and I don't know if you you knew this stat, but both of those teams did not throw a touchdown all year, and they didn't do it again. So there were seven teams going into week three where that team had not thrown a touchdown, and two of them are still Florida and South Florida. Wow, there still wasn't a touchdown pass thrown in that game. But they they were. Um they did run the ball that first half pretty well. Um, yeah, yeah, give a lot of credit to their coaching staff. I thought they were yeah. very creative. Well, they they put the, the things that they were doing. They had not shown the quarterback run. Correct. And and they showed it in this game. And again, don't forget that that quarterback has been in more big games than Anthony Richardson. No question. He played in the Big Twelve Championship and won it mm-hmm. last year. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things. That, and and Ventrell Miller not there. Obviously, they were able to run up the middle. Those guys played hard. It wasn't the, but I mean. They're not going to play at the same level Ventrell Miller does, but that that's what I said before the season. What was the one common theme I had was Florida is is two players away from being six and six. Okay, Ventrell Miller was one, Anthony Richardson the other. One's hurt, one's mentally hurt, and they're I don't I don't I mean I look at the roster I don't see six wins. You know, they're going to have to. 
they're going to have to figure some things out. That they do. All right. If you want to talk about it, you can. 392-8255. Let's get to John as he joins us to kick things off. Hey, John, what's up? Yeah, how about them Miami Dolphins? Yeah, Man, what a comeback. Um, Incredible. It's it, it pretty special, John. I, I was actually coaching my, my son yesterday, and I... We were at uh, we were at Tiger Woods's pop stroke down in Orlando, like oh. during a little game break that we had. So it was twenty one to seven, Baltimore when we left, and then all of a sudden I look at my phone like in one of the kind of the inning breaks, like oh my god, they came back. So well, I kept looking on my phone at work, and it was thirty five to fourteen. You know, with like just starting the fourth quarter, and I yeah. said, well, you know, good win against New England, and then all of a sudden I said we got a touchdown. And then we had the ball again, and then we I see another touchdown to Tyreek. And then I said, wow, man, we're, we're a touchdown away. And then another touchdown to them. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I haven't seen this since Marino. I mean, this has been 30-some-odd years to see this. I mean, we got, you know, the, the next Marx Brothers. to, to, to yeah, you certainly exciting, do. You know, so. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and obviously Tua can be that guy. I think he's starting to show it. But I mean, numbers to but me it's, are it's, really. It's having the, the talent amount of yeah. too. That's that's got to be the key, you know. Big big difference. And and John, I don't know if you saw this number, but it was really cool because I'm kind of a stat geek, you know, being baseball stuff. But since 2011, no team had ever come back from 21 or more down in the fourth quarter, and right. that was 711. So it was teams were 0 and 711, and then the Dolphins were able to accomplish that. So it was. The the only bad part is stupid fantasy football got me because the guy that I was playing right. had Tyreek and I lost the game because of Tyreek. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Hey, uh, speaking of stats, uh, Pat, I know that you're you're Mister Stat Statistician. I want you to go back and I say when's the what's the lowest amount of touchdown passes we've thrown in a year? I'm I try to look back at the own the '79 uh, Gators and I got a lot of stats, but I didn't get any. Stats on how many touchdown passes we we threw that year. Well, it was more uh, than zero. I promise you that. Right, right, uh, right, right. You know, we had Ochab and John L. Brown and Tyrone Young and and the Water Boy. You know, I forget what the, who the fourth quarterback was that year, but uh, Tim Groves. Seems, uh, Tim Groves. Okay. I mean, it, you know, and Tyrone so, Young. So does, Tyrone Young. Tyrone Young. Tim that's Groves, what said. Yeah. John L. Brown. Right. Uh, Larry Ochab. Larry Ochab and John Brantley. All, okay. all started okay. games. So, which is amazing. If you can find out, you don't have to find out today. But I would, I would love to hear what the lowest amount of touchdown passes. I mean, you can't go back to 1949 or whatever. But I'd like to hear in modern history what what the lowest amount of touchdown. I mean, you know, early days maybe they they it was predominant run, so you can't really take in the fact. Yeah, that maybe, no, I'll I'll look it up. It's look up. That would be awesome, sure. man. Hey, guys, uh, great show, and I'll listen to you later on. All right, John. All the rest of the day. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I did not see that game, but I obviously watched it. I mean, watched the uh, highlights and everything. It was just four touchdown qu- passes and a half. I guess that'll shut everybody up over down in Miami for a while. You would think. And it's the first time ever that two receivers have gone over 150 yards and each had two touchdowns. Didn't Waddle get hurt in the game towards the end? I think he, he may be okay, though. Um, I think Ky- Tyreek did. He came out of the game and then came back in. So, but either way, I mean, you knew those two would be very dynamic, and that was uh, that's fun. Good to uh, yeah. I, I have the Dolphins. I will say the this: Jags the NFL Sunday was a lot of fun. Um, the games. I mean, I I 
Luckily, the I can't remember what, what game it was. It got over, so they went to the uh, Cardinals and Raiders game, yeah. which was I was listening phenomenal that. watching that game. Kyler running I mean, all that, over the place. That you know, people talk about Kyler Murray can't. You know, he's just a running. Uh, that two point conversion was a bullet, and that's I mean that's why you paid him all that money. Yep, but he run. that game was great, and then of course it ends on a fumble return, but. It was uh, it was kind of weird because college football, which I thought was going to be good this weekend, it really wasn't that good. You know, like Penn State Auburn. Well, it's fourteen six at the half, and the next thing you know, it's forty one to six. Um, you know, even the Texas A and M Miami game wasn't. It, I got the result, but it was just kind of a dull game. wasn't much fun to watch. Your uh, your God's gift to the position wasn't too good. No, he wasn't. I I'm I'm stunned by that, and it makes you. Think about, you know, obviously, and every game's its own game. Yeah. But down the road, Florida's got to go out there and play those guys. So it's going to be tough. That it will. All right. Plenty of calls to take. So uh, we'll get a break, and that way we can get right back to it. Again, 392 8255. You can't get in. You want to email us, thetailgatewruf at gmail.com. And it's thetailgatewruf at gmail. And we'll get after it here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Ruffman. Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has been suspended one game after his altercation on Sunday. Evans will miss Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers after being ejected. The Tampa Bay Rays will be in action tonight facing off against the Houston Astros. Drew Rasmussen will be opposed by Luis Garcia on the mound. The Rays are currently in third place in the AL East, six games back of the New York Yankees. First pitch is scheduled for 6.40. Week 2 of the NFL continues tonight with a pair of Monday night football games. The Tennessee Titans will be traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills, while the Philadelphia Eagles will play the Minnesota Vikings. Live coverage of the Eagles and Vikings can be heard right here starting at 8 o'clock. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Ruffin. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself hey gator nation it's jameel here from the mealy pop shop gainesville's home for all things sports cards collectibles memorabilia autographs pokemon funko pop comics coins and more just wanted to share with you information about our new website mealypops.com well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection of over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. 
Remember, mealypops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com. And we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation. And as always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we are back here on the tailgate. Phone lines are up for you, 392-8255 if you want to get in, if you have something to sound off about, whether it's positive or negative. Uh, I do want to talk to Jeff, though, about maybe you can explain to me why Florida can't score in the third quarter. They've got they've got something that I actually brought up last really? week. Really? Yeah. Um and they've got John Belushi's grade point average right now. Well, and, and the reason why, you know, that was something I mentioned after the game yesterday and, and talked to coach about. And, you know, he kinda brushed it off a little bit and then obviously now it's gonna be a bigger concern and that was everything that I was thinking. And I think it's just a mindset of the way that they come out. Now this is the first time they actually got the ball in the second yeah. half, in the third quarter there to start, and they obviously didn't do anything with it then and, either. And they had the one ten possession quarter in against Utah. Yeah. But still, zero points. I know. It's very concerning. And that's and we talked about it actually quite a bit on the pregame show and Tate and I were discussing it. And because it's it's opposite of what the previous staff did. Like if you look at Mullen and everything that he did, they were really, really good in the third quarter. They made they, they'd always try to score at the end of yep, the second. He tried to double that yeah, up double and, and make it work. That was a big thing that he did. But yeah, they put a really big emphasis on 
scoring there in the third quarter. And obviously, there's just something. It's it's a mindset. I mean, you got to come out the same way you do in the first quarter. Obviously. Yeah, and I mean, this team after the pick six, which was a great play by by Kimber, that was really. I mean, and again, that receiver's got to fight for that ball. Yeah. He can't let him do that. But same as number four on our team has to do something. Yeah, he I just he's not. He does. He, what? Okay, whatever. That was a terrible throw, though. It was, but I'm not even talking about that play. Look, no. look at three or four other ones that he just he made one good play. Yeah, he went up and high pointed a ball. Yeah. But then what about the others where his body's not done right and he's not? Yeah, shoving off defenders. So well, that, I mean that's. A lot, lot to talk that's about. That's the problem that this team has is they have no go-to guy at receiver. So they can't even have a second. You can't have a second if you don't have a first. Well, I think Pearsall's the go-to guy. But they don't. They hardly threw to him in this game. Don't have a quarterback that can get it to him. If Kyle Trask is the quarterback of this team, they're 3-0. Easily. Yep, I agree with you on that. Not even a question. And they, they blow I, out if, South Florida by if Treon Harris is a twenty five team they might have. Well, let's not go too far. I'm just saying, I, I you know, it's just kind of it's it's listen, it's not it's not the play calling, it's the decision making. So anybody that wants to call up today and blame play calling and have any problem with what's going on right now, it's wrong. So I'm just telling you, it's wrong. There's one guy that's uh, not making it good right now. Let's get uh, Brian to join us. Brian, what's up? Hey, guys. How we doing? Good, man. How are you? Good, man. It's a short season. Uh, we're already third game, three games in. It's hard to believe. It goes by fast. but uh, Certainly. Always does. Been, been a little tough to watch so far, for sure, too. Um, but, hey, my thing is, more so than even Anthony Richardson, which obviously I think is the biggest, the biggest issue we have, but obviously you got to talk about it just as much as I think about it, and that's the defensive line. I, I'm sorry, but that uh, they're horrendous. I mean, it, they they can't do anything. And that Desmond Watson, he's the worst of them all. I mean, he made he's made one tackle, if maybe maybe two tackles in the first three games, and the one he made in the third quarter the other night, you know, golly, you would have thought he won Defensive Player of the Year. He the way he reacted, the way the commentators reacted, and everybody else. I mean, if you go and look at it, hell, Anthony Richardson has more tackles than he does on the year. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's to save the pick sixes. I mean, Anthony Richardson, if you look at it, he's got more tackles than Desmond Watson does on the year. I don't know why they continue to send him out there to be just a, a big a big body in the middle. Well, it's not and that, that is why, because they just don't have big bodies to put in there. That's why uh, I think three or four of the incoming freshmen next year are going to be defensive tackles because that is where – don't forget, they were bad at the same spot last year. And they brought mm-hmm. in the the two transfers that they thought would help, and they didn't. They didn't help at all. Uh, one from Auburn, one from Penn State. Uh, they just weren't factors, and flo- and they haven't recruited that position very well. And uh, so they're paying the price right now for it. And that's yeah, the the other part of that is is especially when you've got a linebacker out, your main linebacker, your main defensive leader is out. Those defensive linemen have to play way better just so that they can keep the blockers off of the the middle linebacker, who's uh, obviously very inexperienced. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know what? What is the status on Miller? Is he, how long is he going to be out? Do I don't know? know. He was out warming up, you know, before the game. But uh, I tell you, they're going to need him in Tennessee this week. There's no doubt about that for sure. 
if it's all possible. But, um, you know, Cox, he's playing his tail end off. That was good to see it. He had a hell of a fourth quarter. Well, but, uh, yeah, and, and I agree with you there, Brian, but it's fourth also quarter. fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, look at look yeah. at the rest of the game where he's covered a half-ass in it and he's taking wrong angles. I mean, the, the play where it looked like the sea parted and Moses was out there doing it was because Cox made the wrong decision. Um, so, so there are also some things that he's not doing right. Well, I see that as the overall right, Jeff. I agree. It's just it seems like the overall effort. You know, they'll go real, real hard yep. for one play or two plays, and then they take the other three plays off. And shit, we can't win. Sorry, that's okay. Me. We can't we can't win consistently. You know, right by, With, by playing that. Way. And, and but think, then again, yeah, that that's where it goes back to the depth, Brian. It's like you know, hey, a, a tired Cox might be still better than the second stringer or third stringer that they're trying to run out there. But it's also has to be a mindset. Like if, if you don't feel like you can go balls to the wall, then tap your helmet and get your ass out of there because that's somebody it. else at least can be a little bit fresher and look like they're giving effort. I think that, yeah. that's the hardest part. It is. I agree with you 100%. But, and this is the bottom line with this football team. They've got some really good players on this team. Sure. They just don't have mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, you know they got a couple on defense and a couple on offense, and that's about it. I mean, I I, I like the way the offensive line has played. Uh, that was a big question mark going in, uh, whether they were going to be any good or not. Um, and they're then, the strength of the team for sure. Easily. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And then obviously, you've got guys. And I don't want to get back into this three-headed running back room, but Montreal Johnson had 72 yards on six carries or something like yeah. that. And I'm like, but but what are you going to do? You're not going to give the ball to ETN, who played great in the game. and <laughs> You're not going to give it to Naquan Wright, who scored, I think, the winning touchdown, right? I mm-hmm. mean, so there, that, that is certainly the strength of the team. That they got good running backs, and they have um, a really good offensive line. But when you only get 48 plays, it's going to be hard to score a lot of points. Well, not that, and this will be the last thing I talk about, but it's just, you know, Anthony Richardson, this is, like you guys mentioned earlier, it's confidence right now. I mean, I, it looks like we're going back to the Brantley days a little bit when he's throwing, he's overthrowing guys on the sideline by 10 feet in the air, you know, over their head 10 feet. It's, you know, I'm an Ocala guy too, so I, I love John Brantley as yep. a person, but boy, he, 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 I used to have to defend him on many, many, <laughs> many, many Sundays with my buddies, but. Um, but yeah. that's what it seems like a little bit. He just seems timid. You know, he just seems like he's just unsure of what to do with the ball, and then he thinks he's going to screw it up. So then, and I don't know, the decision-making is just horrendous as far as throwing it right to him, yeah. colorblind or what. I don't know what the deal is, but it's ridiculous. It's also, it's the, also a, uh, the difference between having a, a eight months to prepare for a team and one week. And I right. think with all that time to get ready, he was he was ready for that game. This was finally yeah. doesn't know the game enough to but, be able to change and yeah. do different things. And Brian, I, I think the the word you use is the, the best one that, that everybody should acknowledge. He, he's just timid. I mean, early in that game, they ran a play that they ran against Utah several times, where it's roll to the right. You got three guys going out on routes. Two of them were wide open. And if you remember, it's that one he just kind of shoveled right at the yeah. very end because he couldn't make a decision when the guy, the second tiered guy, was running wide open. And it would have been a gain of about 15 going towards the sideline. He just didn't let it go. And, I mean, he's, he's scared to throw the football, and it's just it's really hard to watch. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate everything you guys yeah, man. do. It's always great hearing you. You guys have a great week. Go Gators, and let's go kick some blood up in Knoxville. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Let's get uh, – Yeah, but, you know, that's the thing is I don't think anything is going to change between now and, and Saturday. Not Especially not with the comments again after the game. I, and, and what are you saying? Today. Yeah, today. Yeah. It's just not going to work. ATX Gator, this guy's never scared of chat.
Oh, fellas. Hey, listen, it's a W, right? We, we should at least be smiling, although it's not Sanford, but uh, it's it's 2-1, and one, and Pat, I think you're right. Uh, God did smile a little bit there on uh, Billy Napier because well, he could be 0-3. Yeah, and not only that, I didn't even bring this up, and somebody I know, I was listening to uh, Napier on, on Steve's show, and then I listened a little bit afterwards on the drive out there to do the um, podcast, but somebody brought this up on a, in a in an email, but they they didn't they didn't see. I saw it though, the winning touchdown. Florida wasn't set on that play. That should have been a penalty. They, yeah, you know they they weren't. You're right. It was they were definitely not all set for uh, for one second. I think that's the rule, right? You so, have to be set yeah. For a so second. again, this is another example of of I'd rather have a coach that's lucky, you know, than a coach yeah. that's unlucky. And we've seen unlucky. We saw it in Muschamp. We saw it in Zook Luck. You know. Yep. Yep. And I think. Listen, I think, too, the, the, the narrative might be a little bit different if we lose to Utah, beat Kentucky, and then win this game, even if it was ugly, right? I just think it's the way that, you know, kind of the things fell that was there. It feels um, like this is a team that's, I'll tell you, that's getting worse. Usually you try to get better as a team. Your are alive and well, though, buddy. Your idiots oh, are alive yeah. and well. They are. Uh, it, it's nauseating. I almost want to take back my payment to – the freaking board so i don't have the ability to read them anymore um but hey a couple things i wanted to kind of run by and get your opinions on you know not to i don't want to beat on richardson but i'm wondering if one maybe he got dinged up and then what happened is he's looking going i'm getting first round nfl grades based on potential not even on anything i've done and if i get hurt there goes you know life-changing money for me and my family um, it, do, do you think it's that? Do you think it's Napier being scared, saying, I can't let this guy go loose because if I cut him loose and he does get dinged up and go down, we're definitely losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, I, I honest to be, I mean, completely honest with you, it's, it's, it's not that. I mean, these are Anthony's decisions not to run the football. The, the plays are designed for him to be able to make those decisions, and he is just not doing it. I I so I think there is a little bit of you know that his ankles got hurt in both games, but it's, it's not. But you, look, you're out there playing; you've got to make plays. But when he says things like today, when he says, you know, I'm I'm conscious of that. I get, I I don't want to get hurt because I don't want you know we have no backup basically. Uh, right. That's right. that's well, when and, you kind of get scared because what what is the saying? Scare money don't make money, right? You already called him scared <laughs> today, Jeffrey. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and listen, scared scared players get hurt. I mean, that's what, that's what's worrying to me is it's like Anthony. If you're thinking you playing hard is going to get you hurt, you playing you know kind of half assed is really going to get you hurt. No, that's so, exactly right. I mean, did did Johnny Manziel running around like a you know bat out of hell? Did, <laughs> did that ever get him hurt? No. I mean, Baker right. Mayfield, guys like that. I mean, those are the types of guys you need. Just aggressive, just go get it type of mentalities. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, listen, you guys, you, you hit on this last with, with the last caller, Brian, but I'll tell you one thing I thought reared its ugly head was a little bit of that Dan Mullen selfishness came out in that team. Um, you know, especially defensively, you talked about, you know, Cox just being completely out of position multiple times, but the same could be said for, for multiple defensive linemen, some of the linebackers. And I think, that's what gets a little frustrating as a fan is it's like, you know, or, or, or when you start hearing like, oh, the Billy Napier, or maybe he's in over. 
I don't think it is at all. It's when Cox steps to his left and he should have gone right, and then a linebacker's getting blown up and a DB, you know, has to come in from, you know, 10, 15 yards out, of course they're going to run the ball. You know what I mean? It's like people don't do their job, which leads to the coach looking bad, but it's really not the coach's fault, if that makes sense. No, it's you're absolutely right. I mean, but you can only coach so much, but you got to get you got to get through to them, you know. And that's part right. of being a great coach. Um, but it, I mean, look, I'll give you an example: Gervon, Gervon Dexter. Did he play last? He got Saturday? blown up a lot. He, I, I just he, he. I don't even remember them saying his name at all in the game. Right, right, yeah, no, he did, and. Hey, listen, I, I know it'll be a busy Monday, but the last thing, and I, I don't know if any of you can, but uh, please send a message to the team. If I have to watch Trey Dean celebrate mm. a tackle 15 yards down the field after the team got a first down again, I'm going to break every TV in my house. It is I, um, maybe the most maddening thing. I got uh, I got that message to a certain player today. I'll just I'll put it that way. It, it's I'm right there with you, man, and and I I just wish. I don't know. I, I wish Napier would pull him, but obviously he's making tackles yeah. and he's making plays. So he's he, leading him in tackling. Yeah. yeah, he's I mean, but and that's that's a concern too. Why is a guy that far back always because leading the team? Because yeah, they're, they're getting to the next level. But yeah, it's so frustrating. And I I mean, it's gonna have to be a player saying something to him, but honestly, he doesn't give a crap. That's that's really? that's, that's his personality, that's the way he is, and he's not gonna change. Man, I just pat. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, how has no one gone up to him and been like, dude, WTF? Are you like, you look like an idiot to everyone? He doesn't that's care. Watching this game right now. He doesn't care. Uh, that that's unfortunate. And then and then I would say, Jeff, like then that that like either either Billy or Corey or Patrick Tony, someone then just has to say, listen, then take a seat. If you're yep. not going to change and you're going to make us look like an idiot, I'd rather have I'd rather have a kid miss that tackle. Then watch freaking Trey Dean celebrate a first down on a third and twelve. Yep. Oh, it's so mad! It's, my blood's boiling now. All right, I'm I'm, I'm gonna get off. Of <laughs> Thanks, ATX Skater. Appreciate it. Yeah, and and the two there was a pretty big play where the, it was a quarterback running. Dean came up, made a nice play to come get the tackle, but he also then gave up a couple more yards after it for right. the quarterback to get over and get the first down. Dean stood up like muscling himself, like he thought he made the tackle in time, and then you look back. He's like, oh, it's a first down, and he's like, oh, so. Well, th- and again, this goes back to not only the lack of talent this team has, but the lack. You know, like, we talked about that last, you know, before the season, Jeff. That these are still the same guys mm-hmm. who quit on a team a year ago. You know that 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 didn't want to play hard all the time. But once they got once adversity hit, they're the same guys. Yep. Sometimes you can't get through to all of them. I know. Let's get uh, another Brian to join us. Hey, Brian, what's up? Hey, guys. How are we doing today? Good, man. Hey, um, just, hey, just you know, not to beat a dead horse, but going back to the Richardson thing, do we know, like, the, the status of Jack Miller when he, he he might be back? Yeah, still a couple weeks away probably. Oh, wow, man. I don't know. Maybe I was wishful thinking and, and – yeah, it's you know it's it's tough because I, I think it's uh, you know that's it's the thumb and you know it's kind of what Dak Prescott's now going through and but now they're saying Dak may come back next week, so it's just everybody's different. But it's the most important part of the whole hand in gripping a football. Yeah, man. Um, 
you know, I guess this is weeks down the road, but you, but you, but you can't help but wonder if Richardson continues to struggle and Miller, when he's healthy, what do you do? I yeah, mean, do I think you, I think you have to make a change. I mean, if you're into winning the game, then that's what you have to yeah. do. And maybe it's just for that game. Maybe that one change then clicks in Anthony's head that he's got to be different, have a different mentality. Yeah. I and mean, maybe that's what we're getting. I don't that, know. That's exactly what they did last year. They made a change. Yeah. They said yeah. make a change, and what happened? Yeah. It did not go well. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's funny. At the beginning of the season, like you were saying, Pat, earlier, you know, everything's going to hinge on, you know, two players. And and you, re- you would read the preseason stuff and say, you know, Florida's got a good – pretty good starting 11 if they can stay healthy um and you uh, you know you try to be optimistic and you think uh, you know maybe they'll stay healthy and they'll they can contend but i mean really we're we're two or three years out to be able to compete because you've got to have that depth i mean um look at the quarterback situation at alabama a few years ago right then they uh, they took out what's his name and they put in Tua at halftime you know, yeah, um, won a national and, championship. And and like right now, Georgia. I mean, you know, say what you want about Stetson Bennett, but you know, if something happens to him, there's a five star or two behind him, right? Yeah, the guy that the Gators wanted, Beck. Yeah, Carson Beck. Right. So, like, man, I, I, I can't remember much about the the 23 class. I, I remember it seems like we've signed a lot of, or, you know, got commits from some really good DBs and linemen and some running backs maybe, but do, do we have a quarterback in that class? Uh, I don't know if they do or not yet. They may have one, but I, the, the, it's very heavy on defensive linemen. Yeah, they, they, they do have one. Defensive linemen and wide receivers, which is what they have to get. Yeah, right. Um, but in the, going back to the play calling thing, whenever – Apparently, Richardson checked out of the run and threw that back shoulder fade yep. on the intercepts. And it, it, it wasn't actually so, supposed to be a back shoulder. He just threw, uh, right. threw it wrong. He threw it. Right. I mean, you say, oh, I'm, I'm just wondering if Napier at some point is going to have to say, and I don't know how his scheme works offensively, but where you take that option away from Richardson and, and you, you call a run play, period, mm-hmm. when you're inside the five. I mean, is that – because part of the thing, like you said, Jeff, is decision-making. And right now he's just making some awful decisions. Well, and you, even, you go back to the Kentucky game and, and that one that you know he threw wide. I mean, the, the, he threw a, a route that wasn't even supposed to be there right. on, on yeah. that second interception on the pick six where Naquan was supposed to go down the field, and it was completely wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, he, it's just he, he's trying to figure it out. And I think that's, again, I mean, why I said even before the season, you know, people would call and say, would you have, rather have Richardson or Kyle Trask? And I said I'd rather have a guy that knows where he's going with the football and can can understand yeah. what he's supposed to do. I mean, to me, that's what a quarterback is. I don't care if you have the most athletic person in the world. And you can say that with any sport. I mean, you can, you can have this yeah. awesome you know hitter that hit, drops bombs, but if he can't hit a curveball, I don't want that guy. Like, I'd rather have the all-around player that's going to give me 30 homers and 100 RBI as opposed to 50, but strike out 180 Clint, million Clint times. Clint Eastwood didn't want him either. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully just he'll just have to learn a little bit more. And, I mean, that's that's where it's going to be, and that's where those struggles will continue unless he does so. 
Yeah, it's just. I'm afraid it's going to be just rough to watch, like it like it has been so far. And I mean, look at it. If your confidence is like that at home, what's it going to be like when you go to Nayland Stadium? Yeah, it'll be. Uh, it's going to be a tough environment, obviously, and with game day there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be packed. I mean, I, I almost, I almost want to just yeah. walk up to him and kick him in the nuts before the game and be like, "Let's go." Well, this will be our last show if you do that. So I have the rest of this week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And but, I mean, but maybe it's good for him to get on the road, so he doesn't have yeah, to worry. Just get about away it. from yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I mean, going back to the backup thing, who is our like worst case scenario if Richard legit is hurt? Who is that guy? Is it Kitna? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right now it is. Jalen Kitna. Okay, what's what's his story? He is Richard sophomore. What's what's his deal? I think so. Se- yeah. Second year. Um, so he, uh, yeah, obviously you got the the pedigree of being a, you know, a pretty good lineage, and your dad playing in the NFL for all those years. So he understands the game, knows the game. Just obviously talent wise, it's not what Anthony is at all. Right. I'm tired of hearing and, about know, talent and potential, Jeff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I mean, I never want to be a Bash Richardson guy. I mean, you know, like, I, I agree with what you said, Jeff, but, you know, but at the same time, like, you may have to put Kidna in. Yeah, just try something. I mean, may, that's what, again, maybe just watching a series or two, like, just sparks yeah, some. Yeah. If, it, if it's mental, something's got to change there. And I know Napier's doing the best he can. You know, if, if that would have been Mullen yeah. on the sidelines, Mullen been up in his ear yelling and screaming and dog cussing him and Napier's coaching him right. differently. And I think that's the way that Richardson actually needs to be coached, which is a good thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe just something needs to be triggered inside that mind to to have a mentality of just, just go out there and, like, obviously not be scared, but just balls to the wall. Like, it's just not be timid. You can't play that position, Timmon. I think that's yeah. the uh, – the frustrating yeah, part. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Appreciate you. We got to snag a break. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll come back and uh, continue the conversation. You're listening to the tailgate here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. We know it's been hot as heck outside, and the Gainesville summers certainly make you sweat. But I've got some fantastic news for you weather-wise. Folks, it's about to get even hotter. Now, don't worry. That's a good thing because prices are sizzling at Oaks Jewelry throughout the month of August. In fact, it is their lowest prices of the year. With fashion jewelry and sterling silver, 40% off. Earrings, rings, necklaces, gemstone jewelry, and diamond earrings, 30% off. And fellas, guess what? You can get 20% off engagement rings all month long. It's a perfect time to ask that perfect question. 
And there's no question that Oaks Jewelry is the place to go for all your jewelry needs. Locally owned and operated, they've been making Gainesville sparkle for more than 30 years. So stop by today, say hey, and walk away with the best gift in town. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. My name is Christina Santiago. The Gators Florida women's tennis team will kick off their season today. The Gators will be heading to Lubbock, Texas for the Lubbock 15K event, which Texas Tech hosts. Alicia Dudeny, Bente Spree, and Anastasia Suvea will play in this event. Moving on to NFL news, the Tampa Bay's Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans is suspended for one game due to the physical altercations that occurred in last night's game against the New Orleans Saints. Tonight, the Minnesota Vikings and Philadelphia Eagles will be going up against each other. Both teams are currently undefeated. Tune in right here at 8 for live game coverage. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Christina Santiago. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Nothing runs like a... Nothing runs like a... Uh, I need a Kubota. Get into Florida Coast Equipment today. Your Florida Kubota dealer. We have equipment you can depend on. And people you can trust. We have the best deals in the state on Kubota tractors, Kubota mowers, Kubota utility vehicles, and Kubota construction equipment. Our family has been Florida's premier Kubota dealership for over 30 years. So whether you're buying, renting, or simply need your Kubota service, come into any of our 10 Florida locations. Equipment you can depend on. And a price you'll love. Visit FloridaCoastEQ.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. The difference between what you can get at IDC versus a mall jewelry store is like night and day. We can present a customer more options than you would if you went into a mall, let's say, and stopped by seven different stores. You can walk into an IDC and be presented with twice as many options. Meet Angelo Nader, who came to IDC after years of mall store experience and couldn't believe the difference in selection, value, and quality. We have designer brands that most stores have never even heard of. Takori, Viraggio, we have Christopher Designs, Henry Dossi. These are vendors that before IDC I had never heard of. I've worked in several mall stores, and they simply don't carry them. And at International Diamond Center, you're not working with retail clerks. You're working with seasoned jewelry professionals who will teach you, guide you, and give you the level of service you deserve at a price other stores can't beat, inside or outside the mall. We are one of the few places that can provide you both with great quality service and unmatched pricing. International Diamond Center. The merchandise that we have is unmatched. The prices that we have are incredibly competitive. Our quality is unsurpassed. At Celebration Point. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. You know? Do you know? You know? Do you know? Or do you know? 
I know. I Lots. know a lot of things. We're I... trying to learn a lot, and uh, we need all of you to help us make sure that that happens. Here's a stat for you you're not going to like for the this next game. Uh, Florida averages 58.7 plays per game. Mm-hmm. Tennessee averages 79.3. Right. Florida just had less plays than one. We'll do it again. <laughs> Copper Gator, what's up? I know you didn't win this uh, week in the pick'em. No, I uh, I think I was too excited about winning and not paying attention whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, you know, it is. And the name that you're looking for, uh, Pat, was Einhorn. Uh, Einhorn Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel. Yeah. Finkel and Einhorn, man. So, no, but what was the name of the of, of the woman who – I can't think of her. Her real-life name is what yeah, he's trying to name. find out. Um, oh, well, that – We don't, don't care about that. Yeah, I do because yeah, I, I was in yeah. love with her. Oh, she's very Sean Young. Yeah. It came to me finally. There you go. She, she, was, also in, she was also in Stripes, which you got to give her bonus points for yes, that. Yes, for sure. Um, you know, I, I know that today's a football day, and I'll get there in a second, but I do want to give a big props to the Gator volleyball team, man. They went into Wisconsin, took care of business in the, in the record crowd. You know, Jeff, that probably had to make you proud, you know, it's pretty exciting that they went in there, set the record for most attendance for a game, and then beat them in a five-set. You know, great, great game there, man. An unbelievable game. I mean, really could have won it in three sets. And then yep. that one goes to extras, and they lose by two. And then they get destroyed in the fourth one and then end up winning 15-13 yep. in the fifth. So I watched the last two two games. Yeah, it um, was it's awesome, you know, for her and – um, I think what was, was cool was the locker room scene afterwards. Everybody's throwing water on Mary, and she's like, I always wanted to be a part of something like that. And um, Yeah. I've, no, I've been to that arena. Enough. It is a very intimidating place because I was there in 98 when they played there the last time for the in the Final Four. And it, I yep. mean, the, I'm, those people were standing on their heads. But you know what? Yeah, I, uh, that's why she was our Gator of the Week. Yeah. Adam Drubko to go yeah. Gator of the Week this week. She, uh, you no. got to give her credit for being able to take that team up there and do that. So, now forget yeah. now. Now, hey, here's what she did this week: beat FSU beat and beat number yeah. four on the road. <laughs> so it's been a pretty good week. And of course, uh, as I'm sure you know, SEC play starts Wednesday here in Gainesville with mm-hmm. Alabama. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. No, and it's going to be. There's some good teams there too. I mean, you got you got Kentucky and Mississippi State both playing well right now. And yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see that. I know that that stuff kind of sits on the back burner when football comes around, but. When you have when you have performances like that, you, you really got to call them out and you know give them the kudos around the board. Um, you know, the second thing is we have to credit this team as much as the things went wrong, and we could say this and that. When it when we went down twenty eight twenty four or whatever it was twenty eight twenty three whatever it was there at the end, they could have they could have shopped up. They could have packed their bags. They could have hung their heads. They could have said, "Wow, I gave up two touchdowns in the fourth. and and they didn't though. You know that's that's a sign of of positive reinforcement and, and keeping what you've been taught going. Now, while no whether or not they, you should have been, been there in the first place, we won't talk about that. But at the same point is you've got to give credit there at least. Yeah, no, I mean you you do like that they won the game, but but I but I also go back to this: they had just sown the ridiculous interception. Okay. Yep. The they get the ball. They're on third down, I think it was, and their and their quarterback overthrows by a long way. That's how Johnson got the ball. It was a nice catch, you know. I was so worried they were going to overturn it, but they didn't. And they, I don't think they should have. Uh, but it's still the ball was thrown right to him. Um, 
and then you uh, you score on a play where you should have been penalized, and then you let the team go right down the field, and and let, if they don't snap it off the guy's foot, they probably are going to overtime. So I mean, they got a lot of breaks uh, to go along with playing hard. I haven't seen though any evidence that that um, you know that people aren't still bought in. I think there are players, individual players, who are not a hundred percent. You know that they're not, they're only going to play some of the time. Uh, but I think as a as a team, they're you know especially the offensive line, they're playing really well. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is though, you know Pat, the the ability to go zero and three right now and be two and one going into Tennessee, you know that still could be a good game. And if you would have asked me during the summer, going if you start the season two and two with three ranked teams inside the top fifteen that you're playing, and you, you know you you beat USF, you know I. I I would have been like, okay, that's that's reason why it's a good start. You come home, you got Missouri and an, an easy game, and then you got LSU at home to potentially go five and two to start a season where we don't think that we're we're, we're making strides to get better. I, you you could only think that that's positive from a standpoint of a coaching staff, from an organization, from any way you slice the cookie, right? Yes, I, I would agree with you there, but um, I mean. You know, it's, and, and, it's it's hard. To, I think the biggest reason is it feels like this team has regressed every week. Well, you know. and, and the thing is, is and one of the things I want to point out too, and I'm and I'm not saying Richardson. If you watch that Notre Dame game earlier in the day, if you saw that OC screaming from the yeah. top down in the phone, it, it is not a Richardson issue. It's not a Florida. It's it's a quarterback issue across all of college football and high school, and what they do to handcuff quarterbacks in high school and how that translates into college players being able to mature and go to the college level and be throwers and be passers it does it's not existent anymore that that translation doesn't exist anymore and it's more and more evident every year you see talented athletes coming out of high school that aren't able to play the position sometimes that they should be with the talent and, and skill level that they have. Yeah, it's Calbergator, it's what makes Arch Manning so special because I think if you put him next to a bunch of other guys, the talent's not going to be the same. But yeah. everything that he's been taught and obviously what he's been around and understanding yeah. the position, I to me that has more value than anything else that's out there. And that's what's going to make right. him so special because it's it's like having another guy on the field. I mean, it's what Tom Brady wasn't anything special, but now he yeah. knows what to do. Peyton, obviously, in the NFL and everything that he did, it it, it yeah. means so much. I wonder how many and, and hail I, marys Tommy Reese has to say after that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I the, the, I'll say one last thing is is there when when head coaches, not particularly Billy or anybody, just across the level, maybe you guys know a little more than I do, when they go recruiting JUCO players or they go out recruiting anybody are they looking for what they want in the mindset of a player or is it the physical attributes or is it going hey we live in the state of florida we're going to take the best we the best we get and we're going to dominate because we're excellent is there some substance behind any of that and i'll let it go and you guys go gator all right copper gator thank you i think everybody's different yeah certainly um but it, where florida needs to be better is the talent level and you get those guys and then you can obviously mold them up and coach them up but in, and I don't think other positions, you, you don't need to be as smart. You just need to be freaks and physical and have that size and do all that other stuff because there's only a few things you have to do, but not at the quarterback position. 
Like, and yeah, it's exactly right. And all, even I was thinking when he was talking about about Kenny Pickett, who's not not overly talented, had small hands, as we found out, and yet he was a leader on that team. And he was smart, and he knew exactly what he was he might supposed be to do. Here yeah. very shortly. Could be. All right. We're starting to hit the top of the hour, so we got to skedaddle on out of here. Do remind you, though, if uh, you want to congratulate Mary Wise for what she was able to do on Friday. We've got the uh, the Mary Wise Show at Spurrier's tonight, 7 to 8 o'clock, and you can hear it here on the station. So uh, call in, just like you do here, 392-8255. Call in, congratulate Mary, make sure you tune into that, and that'll be uh, a lot of fun. Hear her thoughts on uh, how excited she was. All right, we'll take a break. Come back for a whole nother hour of fun. You are listening to The Tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gattles got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. QC Kinetics patient Chad admits the chronic pain in his knee really robbed his quality of life. When I was going to the traditional doctor and getting the pain pills, my smile wasn't as big as it usually is. Going to my high school reunion on crutches, it was awful. But then Chad visited QC Kinetics. He experienced the real power behind natural regenerative treatments. Using healing properties from his own body, QC Kinetics was able to restore and repair damaged tissue, finally giving Chad lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. And I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. Learn how advanced regenerative medicine can help your body heal itself at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. 
Radiant Credit Union could cover your car payments for a whole year. Are you listening? A year! We don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out. So, here's your heads up. Right now, you can save big with a Radiant Credit Union auto loan at an amazingly low rate. Plus, no payments for 90 days. And you could win your car payments for a year. But hurry, this offer ends September 30th. Visit RadiantCU.org slash autoloan and get started. Federally insured by NCUA. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air quiet on the set roll sound action you can be part of the show by calling 392 talk that's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, welcome second hour of the tailgate if you missed hour one you missed out a lot of fun but uh, we'll try to keep it rolling here in hour number two jeff cardozo pat dooley happy to be here with you jake is producing today taking every one of your calls and we will uh, accept them and have some fun with it and uh, certainly try to talk about what is going on right now what needs to change and what the other uh, guys can figure out against a pretty good tennessee team not gonna lie they can score a bunch yeah, and well, they're they've scored almost as much as everybody. They're I mean, pretty pretty actually good. Actually, they lead they lead the SEC in scoring. They're yeah. third overall. Pretty good at defense too. They they fly to the football if you watch some of their stuff. But I mean, certainly Gators can scheme them up. But it all depends if fifteen wants to be a little bit better, and make the right decisions. Because if he's good, then Gators are going to be good. Yeah, if they, especially if they can get that running game going that they've gotten going on pretty much every game um, and take a little of the heat off of him. it's. I almost feel like they should even simplify things more. Just say, here's the play. It's a running play. But again, he's they're trying to get this offense where they want it in terms of the quarterback making reads and making decisions. And they're, it's only going to work if that happens. Like the offense isn't that – complicated it's not it's it's very pretty vanilla offense but there are reads off of it depending on what the defense plays that you have to be good at if you're good at them the offense can be really effective but if you're not good at them it ain't gonna go anywhere that's why you need a smart quarterback all right let's get uh to the calls adam's gonna kick off the second hour what's up dude hey guys how about them damn gators 
How about it? Let's go, baby. You know, I uh, I got, first off, I got to say that um, I jumped the gun on those first two games. Um, I guess I was a little gun shy with Billy Napier. Um, it's not his play calling. This guy really knows what he's doing, and I think that the uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to back up off the the time manage clock management, timeout management. Okay, I think I think he's got to check himself on that a little bit. But you know, um. We're really underestimating, really, the task that he has. And Pat and you, Jeff, as well, both said it. We're way under-talented. And what I'm seeing on the field, and I really looked at this this USF game um, from an objective point of view. I tried to wipe the slate clean and say, okay, we're 2-1. and one. You know, let's move forward. And I watched it. And that USF game, I ain't going to lie to you, it killed me. I mean, I was – I couldn't sit down. You know, it was – you guys know. You well, know. how can you how can you be talking if you were dead? If the if it killed you, you oh, can't still on, be man. talking. Dude, I I was borderline emergency room. My wife was like <laughs> already had the car running, you know, when they had that to go into overtime because I thought for sure we're going to lose this in overtime. Anyway, so um, you know what I'm seeing, man, is I'm seeing Devin Moore, Shamar James, Scooby Williams, Osiris Torrance, Montrell Johnson, Trevez Johnson made an interception in that game. I'm seeing a lot of young talent that is really, really becoming the core of this team. And I think there's a faction there where you've got Bernie. You know, he's out of position. He's pursuing something that he doesn't even where he belongs. Trey Dean, I don't have to go over it. But I, you, there's, a, there's a faction in this team that's that older echelon of players. Pat, you touched on. I think you hit the nail on the head. And then you've got these younger guys that are really bought in. Now, at the same time, you have an offensive line where you got Kingsley Aguayacon, who he played an amazing game against USF. Um, you've got Ethan White. Then you got this kid, Austin Barber, that comes in from Michael Tarquin. I thought he played he really won. well. He had the one penalty, yeah. but after that, it was, yeah. Yeah, and, and here's the thing with Anthony Richardson. First of all, to clear it up about the young players and the, and the new talent that, that he is bringing along really quickly, if you talk about it, man, we played a top seven team in Utah and beat them, okay? That can't be understated. We played really close with Kentucky, and if it wasn't for a couple of turnovers, we beat them too, mm-hmm. okay? And then the USF game, if we had Ventro Miller on the, on the field, I'm sorry, they don't rush for 283 yards. That's not happening. So there's a lot of ifs and coulda, woulda, shoulda. Well, yeah, and that's, but you've got to get to a point, which will be down the road, where if your middle linebacker gets hurt, you insert another guy in there who's maybe just a notch below, not, you know, no experience at all, which is what they, they pretty much have going there. Well, that's, that's, that's my point exactly, though. You're seeing these, these younger guys. This, I mean, you know, Montrell Johnson and Cyrus Torrance, where would the hell this team be without those guys on the field that he brought from Louisiana with them? You know what I mean? Like – I mean, we're, Shamar James recovered that fumble. He's playing great considering he's a freshman. Trevor Etienne's a freshman. You know, this is a guy that Billy Napier went after. So I'm just saying that Gator Nation needs to relax, man. We need to relax. Like the other caller said, you know, if, if, if you're 2-1 and one in a schedule like we've seen so far, and we go up here and we beat Tennessee, and we'll talk about that in a second because I think it sets up perfect for our team, actually. Um you know, we would take that all day long. I mean, we we have one of the roughest schedules in college football. Maybe three, third, or fourth. I think I saw We're the toughest September by far. Yeah, no, nobody's even close. 
Yeah, nobody's even close. And, you know, I, I just – I. I need to pump my brakes personally. I don't need to talk out to Gator Nation. I need to pump my brakes and realize that this is one hell of a task that Billy Napier and staff have before them to bring this team back from a quitting team that we saw last year, completely undisciplined, completely just can't even get lined up, don't even know what the hell they're supposed to be doing, and bring in all this new talent and these freshmen and plugging them in, and we're still 2-1, and one, guys. And we have a good chance to go up here and beat this Tennessee team. It sets up perfect. Our strength on defense is in the secondary. We got Jason Marshall. I hope to God Jaden Hill can come back and play for this game. Then we got Devin Moore as a freshman playing. Our secondary is the strength of our defense. And that's how Tennessee kills you, is deep, right? And then our running game, our offensive line is great. So it sets up perfect. Anthony Richardson, hey, man. You don't have to make all these checks. We're going to run it down their damn throat. That's what we're going to do, and we're going to use you in, in some quarterback runs. You know what I mean? And here's another thing, guys. In the first half of this past game, USF, he was 10 of 12, okay? He got he, he looked really good in the first half, and he made that check to Montreal Johnson for that 65-yard touchdown run. He made that check. Billy Napier said so. So I think we need to give more credit, man, to what's going on and, and not get overwhelmed by each individual game because it's a long season, man. And if we don't bring Anthony Richardson around slowly but surely, he, he's only had four starts, guys. Everybody needs to remember that. He's only had four starts. This kid's young. He's dealing with a super amount of pressure, and it's a brand-new system. He got some touches on some passes, one to Trent Whitmore. The other one to uh, what was it, Justin uh, 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 Short, uh, for you know, for some yardage, and I, I just, I think, I think the needle's pointing up, man. It's just, it's a hell of a task he's got on his plate. What do you think about that? No, I think the needle is pointing up in terms of the future. I just don't think it's pointing up in terms of the present right now, because it's just not enough good players on this team. And we were, I think we were all kind of hoping that Billy Napier would come in and sprinkle some of that Louisiana pixie dust on the, on this team. And guys that, that celebrate 12 yard gains against them wouldn't do that anymore. And guys that are, um, would, would not take plays off. So that hasn't happened. They, a lot of guys have bought in, a lot of guys are playing hard. Um, I think that the, the freshmen that he's brought in here are doing great things. I, that's why I think it's going up. The arrow's pointing up. They got another four-star commitment over the weekend, even after they um, won. I, st- I started to yeah, say after they right. lost. Yeah. yeah. They, they won, buddy. I know. It, so they, yeah, but I mean, that's where they are. They're, they're going to, it's, I think they're on the right track, but it may be a track that's a little bit hard to get to. All right, Adam. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Let's uh, snag Dequarius next here on the show. Dequarius, what's up, man? Hey, how y'all doing? We're good. Um, I want about the ant thing, man. I think Ant got too many voices in his head. Yep. From 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 people, he said today that the staff is telling him, uh, "Don't try to be Superman. Get out of bounds. Slide. Uh, be cautious when you run." But he got a quarterback coach over in Jacksonville that kind of throwed the. Staff under the bus without 
calling their name. He said a staff member said in the Kentucky game, he said they had it trying to be something he's not. And he said a staff member told him that they had it doing too much of, of, of things that the type of quarterback he isn't. They was trying to make him a pocket passer when he's not a pocket passer. Definitely not. I think he got too. I think he got too many voices that are putting opinions out, and he's confused. Well, he only needs to listen to one voice, and that's his head coach, who's also his offensive coordinator, and that should be the only voice he hears. But I know that that's very hard to do, because you've got agents and you've got NIL guys and you've got quarterback coaches and private coaches and. Everything else coming at you, and it's hard. It's We wondered how he would handle this, especially in a town like this, where it's his hometown, you know. Yeah, well, his quarterback coach in Jacksonville. Yeah, but, I mean, they've also that, – that guy's had a lot of different dudes that have never amounted to anything. So, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the guy that's I'd be listening I, to. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say, Jeff, because Carson Beck in Georgia – and he hadn't touched the field yet. Yep. And that, well, he did, that was, that he was did Saturday. I think he got it at the end of the game. He did at the end. Yeah. yeah. Clean up minutes, Pat. Clean up. Oh, I know. I'm he, just saying he touched the, game, the field. The game was over. But he's a five-star. He should be starting over this. Yeah, I mean, Jaquarius, I'm, I'm with you. I, and, I, I mean, it's, I think it's – and I agree with Pat. I mean, obviously there's one they should be listening to. But if Billy Napier is also the guy that's telling him not to – run and do all that other stuff, then you're putting him behind the eight ball because that's what's going to make him effective. I mean, look well, at that's what, the curious thing to me. Is that where it's coming from yeah. or is it his quarterback coach or is – But he is his quarterback coach. Yeah, but – oh, You mean in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Um, but, I mean, look what happened last year. I mean, Richardson was running around. They were throwing down the field, and that was the breakout game was against South Florida. It's the same exact players. So, obviously, the scheme's a little bit different in some of the things that they're trying to do, but – I don't know. I, I just they Napier wasn't scared to let him run against Utah, so why would he then all of a sudden and, and he saw the success that happened, yeah. so why would you then change over the next two weeks? That doesn't make much sense to me. Well, I think a little bit of it was that they were definitely playing a spy on him in Kentucky. But then this game they kinda went spy, no spy, spy, no spy during the game and again he didn't handle it well. He's gotta know when there's not a spy not somebody designed to stop him from running the ball, and that's when he needs to run it. And those are the kind of things he needs to recognize. Yeah, I, I think if if Napier is holding him back, I think he just need to let him go, let him be free, and play backyard football like he's been doing. I that's mean, right. That's what makes him successful. And this would be the game to do it because you're probably yeah. going to have to score 35 points to have any chance to win. Yeah. I mean, he's a backyard quarterback. He's not a pro-style quarterback. He's a backyard quarterback. He's going to make plays. Like Kyler Murray I'll, did I'll yesterday. Yep. Yeah, that's all I had. That's good. Thank you. Appreciate you. With that, we step aside. Break time. Come back. Plenty more phone calls to take, and we will keep doing it. You are listening to the tailgate powered by Gatorland Toyota. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. My name is Christina Santiago. The Gators Florida women's tennis team will kick off their season today. The Gators will be heading to Lubbock, Texas for the Lubbock 15K event, which Texas Tech hosts. Alicia Dudeny, Bente Spree, and Anastasia Suvea will play in this event. 
Moving on to NFL news, the Tampa Bay's Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans is suspended for one game due to the physical altercations that occurred in last night's game against the New Orleans Saints. Tonight, the Minnesota Vikings and Philadelphia Eagles will be going up against each other. Both teams are currently undefeated. Tune in right here at 8 for live game coverage. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Christina Santiago. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. 2022 has been a hell of a ride so far, but it's finally football season again and time to get the party started. While everything else seems to be in a constant state of change, at Leonardo's Millhopper, we're still serving pies, garlic knots, and salad bar the same way we've been doing it since 1976. Come on in with your family and friends to relive good times and create new memories at Gainesville's iconic pizza destination. Follow us on Instagram for the sexy food pics, and as always, don't forget the tailgate 10. Hey, Jeff. Yo, I'm back, baby. Well, it's about time for the Gators to take the football field and finally time to get that Gator gear on again. Now, you probably have the shirts, the tanks, the tees, and the hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. Since the sports here on campus seem to sparkle all the time, well, why don't you follow suit and sparkle in the stands? Oaks Jewelry has become as popular as the new coaching staff has in just a short time, and they've got rose gold, white gold, yellow gold, watches, purses. Let's just put it this way. They've got something special that is perfect for you at a price that's as awesome as a Gator victory. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the place to go for all your jewelry needs. So go see it for yourself. It's right across the street from the Oaks Mall, not far at all. Or you can check them out online at oaksjewelry.com. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldenLaw.com. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 
All right, we are back here in the second hour. Brought to you by Melvin Law, and also it is a sonic sound off Monday. We're excited about that because mm-hmm. people are sounding off. People seem a little long-winded today. Have you noticed that? I think they got a lot to say. It's all right. It's good. Yeah. We like to hear it. It means we don't have to talk as much. Always love <laughs> hearing from Jack up in Atlanta as well. Jack, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, yeah, another heart. heart, heart you know, had to hit the uh, the heart medication tonight. I, I'm joking. I don't have a heart problem. But, uh, uh, you know, just uh, as Pat, you said earlier, God was smiling with gators. And, by the way, I did text Jeff. I believe it was, her name was Sean Young that was Lois Einhorn. Yeah. Well, I finally figured, figured it out. Figured it out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I, I just uh, I can't remember yesterday, but I can remember stupid crap like that. If you if you ever play <laughs> one of those, uh, you ever play one of those those games about memory and stuff like that, you want me on your team. That's about all I'm worth now. She was on. Most... She was in No Way Out. She was really hot. Oh, that that was a great movie. Yeah. Costner. A great movie. Uh, you ever see that one, Jeff? Hatton? I don't think so. Yeah. Gene Hatton yeah. killed it. I shouldn't have said that. Forgive me. Yes, spoiler yeah, that, alert. <laughs> I think that was. I think that was like. Uh, you can do a uh, spoiler uh, alert on a on a movie that's like twenty years old. Okay. I think thirty or forty years old. I think that's in the eighties. Yeah, that maybe. goes back to. I think that was or late eighties. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-seven was No Way Out. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was. Yeah. I was still my ex-wife. Forgive. Forgive, forgive me. Years. Anyway. Uh, the one thing that concerned me, guys, was the, you know, they were running heavy to one side with a extra tight end and doing stuff, and we just didn't adjust to that the entire night. To me, the concerning thing for me on offense and defense, I just don't see adjustments happening. Again, when you're giving up somebody, and I do, I agree with Adam, I do, I do think that we have some really good cornerbacks, and we can play man, we can play press, but when you're giving guys 8, 10, 12 yards, they're going to eat you up all stinking night long. You know, when you don't have that great a pass rush, uh, you know, um, I think we should play more more man and more more push. Uh, I will say this for the first time in his career at Florida, the last two or three series, uh, Cox played uh, actually like a defensive end. Mm-hmm. He kept the shoulder pad up, and he kept it on the outside shoulder of the tackle where he could go inside or out instead of crashing down like he was doing the first three, three, three and a half quarters. But at the end of the game, man, he uh, he really played great. That That's how he should play. Again, we – No, we yeah, he, he kind of took over yeah. the game there at the end. But, yeah, yeah, he you know, did. why, I mean, why would, he didn't play that way all the time. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, you know, that's what a defense, as we call it back in the old days, maintain your maintain your contain. I mean, your containment there. Because he never does it. He just crashes the quarterback all the time. Crash, crash. And you've got Princey on the other side. And I'm, I'm like with Adam, too. I mean, you know, Trey Dean and all the showboat, he reminds me of a mind player from the 80s. Uh, you know what? If we got – put Kamari Wilson in. He's our future. He's our future. Uh, but, again, the adjustments, the adjustments. And, again, let's – Billy, run some simple plays. Run some swing passes. Run, I mean, just good gosh. I mean, uh, Bobby Bowden made a made, made a made a lifetime of swing passes back in the mid nineties. But again, get get some, you know, get give him some control pass plays. And like I agree with Shane Matthews. He said on the uh, after the game, you know, back in the fourth quarter, he just uh, you know uh, Ar just goes right back, throws a great pass to uh, shorter, and he wasn't thinking about it. He just it was a you know, hey, this one look and go. But again. We won the game, and guys, we need some linebackers bad. We need some linebackers bad. We need a we need to we need a Brandon or Brandon. I mean, we need a big, two hundred forty five pound guy that can stuff the middle because we don't have one, and we need a couple. But again, Billy's 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 getting there. I'm all behind him. Uh, I will talk to you later about Tennessee. Uh, 
Pat, what are you going to talk about when Tennessee Mike calls this week or next week? What do you? What's your plan? Um, I don't know. I think there's been discussion of a ban, but uh, I don't know if we're going to. Go I there. think it, again, if Robbie Andrew calls you a dumbass on, on <laughs> the weekend, the Friday for a game, you should be banned for at least two months. Because I think I, I've met Robbie New times. He's a nice guy. Pat, you're kind of like me. You can go either way. But yeah. you're not. You're a pacifist, and I'm doing what Mudo, man. <laughs> yeah, just dependent. All right, guys. Hey, man, go Gators. Thank uh, you, Jack. Again, we're building a program. Take care. All right, appreciate it. Well, I I totally agree with that. I mean, we look, I, I I think the Utah game kind of gave us fool's gold, where everybody said, "Hey, maybe this team's really actually pretty good." And then the ridiculous ranking of number twelve in the country, and now you're finding this is the team we kind of thought you might have. Yeah, but again. I mean, you're you're a couple of poor decisions from a quarterback away from probably beating Kentucky too. Yeah, true. So it's there's obviously been really close on all of these. Yeah, and it could go either way on on both of them, but it could be three and zero. Oh. So could be zero and three. Yeah, but but I, I think there's definitely progress, and and you know I, I think you said it earlier. I don't I don't know if the team has regressed. I just think the team has. I mean, maybe some players aren't playing as good, but others are playing better. Well, I think as other defenses have gotten to know what they are mm-hmm. going to do, they're, they're they've got to make some adjustments now, and you know, back the other way. Um, certainly, no time like the present. That's right. Matt joins us next. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Well, look. There's one way of looking at this. Look at that defense. The other night, how young they were. They played as disciplined as the last three years. I mean, think about that. I mean, if, if you really want – I mean, that just kind of goes to show you that they're being coached better. They're recruiting a hell of a lot better. Because let me tell you, there are some dudes on that on that side of the ball. There are some dudes back there. And they're young. They're playing them. And they played – I mean, yeah, did they get gashed? Sure they did. But at least they could line up, for God's sakes. I mean, you know, they did they at least do that? I yes, mean, the, the coaching that? coaching is much better. <laughs> yeah, other than and on the game the winning touchdown, they lined up right. <laughs> and the recruiting, I mean, you got some guys coming in. I mean, they're, they they clearly are taking a concerted effort to get more dudes because we are lacking them. I mean, we are, and you're putting everything on AR's shoulders. Now, granted, I think he's a tight end at the next level. Personally, I think he is. But let's be honest. He doesn't have what Tebow had or a lot of other – I mean, he doesn't have the plethora of, of offensive weaponry around him. He doesn't. He really doesn't. No, not even um, close. And, they had four yeah, NFL and, receivers on that 08 team, four guys who played in the NFL. And you couple that with the whole NIL is just poison, this kid. I'd rather see him out there doing backflips where he doesn't give a damn. But it seems like all of a sudden he's turned into Kenny Trill. That's exactly what has happened. <laughs> he got he got what what did old Yeller teeth used to say? He got his belly rubbed for a week, and then look what happened to him. And he he's I don't know. I, I it's 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 odd. Yeah, and and the kind I of mean, thing that we worried about with NIL um, happened that first week with him. All of a sudden, they say he went from being worth a half a million dollars to a, a, a full million. And you, you don't think that information got back to him? And, and uh, 
You know, there's got yeah. there's a lot of that it, stuff going on that, that you and again, coaches have to deal with this stuff. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the twelve personnel is doing a much is doing a many favors either. I'd prefer if they spread it out a little bit, and like the previous caller, like dump out a swing pass or just you know run some reverses. You know, let's spread these teams out. You're forcing teams to come close to the line, and you're not giving Anthony much. I mean, they're they're like Shane was saying, they're slow rushing them. They're making them sit in the pocket, and they're going to make them throw the ball versus. Let's play fast and move around. If we could do that, I think Anthony would just – his instincts would take over because I think he's just overthinking it. But, listen, we're getting dudes we're, – we're recruiting at a high level, I think. And like the previous caller said, if we could get a linebacker, which I think that guy from Notre Dame is going to end up flipping to us if he doesn't go to Alabama. If we can just get some more dudes and get some wide receivers – we're well on our way. I really wasn't that upset the other night as we're about to lose that game because I understand it is what it is. We just don't have any players, and it's going to take probably two years for us to be at that Georgia-like level. Hey, listen, we'll talk to you guys later. All right, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate you. It's, hey, uh, do you know who the other team is that now that you said USF doesn't have a touchdown pass in Florida and neither did during the game? There's one other one now. Just one left? Just one left. There was seven going into the week. Well, most of them threw a touchdown. Yeah. I don't know. Hawaii. (laughs) Wow. A little different from the uh, June Jones Jones days. You saw that bandy game. Yeah, I did. Let's see Tony's name on there, so let's get him. Tony, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, man. uh, You know, AR, you know, I feel bad for the guy because until he gets some people kind of like put him on silence a little bit, you know, just get some people out of his life a little bit, out of his ear. This, this is going to keep going on. It's kind of like if you win the lotto, what do they tell you? You got to disappear, right? Because your friends and family are, are going to come out of the woodworks, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what that Utah game was. He kind of like hit the lotto there. All of a sudden, now his NIL value went through the roof. And it's like, I mean, who knows what he's hearing from friends and family, man. So all that's getting with him, man. Hey, um. Tennessee is dealing with some injuries and some suspensions. I don't know if you're aware of it, but uh, they're probably going to be without their big wide receiver, Cedric Tillman. He's probably not going to play. And then, like, their number three or four wideout, Callaway, is going to be suspended. He did a, a whole, like, Mike Tyson thing in that game. Through, like, he bit somebody's ear? <laughs> no. Oh, I, I, you know what? If it wasn't for the helmets, he probably would have done that, too. Yeah, he <laughs> – he threw like six punches, so he's probably going to get suspended for sure. So they're going to be shorthanded in the wider receiver core, which kind of plays into what the strength of our defense is, like a previous caller said, man. So uh, you got to keep an eye out for that, you know. Um, I got to tell you, people going to the game, you know, I spend a lot of time in East Tennessee. I have a couple of retired buddies there, so I go down there a couple times every year. So – I, this Tennessee fan base, when it comes to the Florida Gators, they're on the razor's edge, folks. Okay, <laughs> you got to be mindful of this when you go down to that game Saturday. If the Gators pull this out, you better get out of there, get out of town fast. Oh, I can tell you some, some stories. I, In fact, one year, Robbie's uh, daughter and, fr- and her sorority friends went to the game, drove all the way up, got pulled. they got pulled over by a cop, and uh, so what was the matter? She goes, I don't know. You guys, I don't, I don't know what the problem, what, what's going on? Where'd you get that car? Oh, well, we rented it, you know. We, 
whatever. He ends up, I think, giving them a ticket in, because they were Gator fans. Literally a ticket. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm telling you. that's the mentality up there. So that was I'm when you were 16 man, with, out of 17. I'm telling you, with the domination going back to 1992 when Spurry took over and back in the 90s, I mean, they've only beaten Florida like seven times since the end of the Vietnam War. I mean, the heartbreak losses that they've had to Florida, that fan base, when it comes to Florida, man, if the Gators win, get out of town. I don't want to hear about a tragedy, man. I'm telling you, that fan base is on a razor's edge. They think this is the year. So be careful if you're going well, out to that game, folks. You know that game, what was it, 2016, uh, when Florida went up there and they were the same way. And then by halftime, they were all leaving, but then they came back, came back and won the game. Yeah. And, um, right. But and, and we're all thinking, okay, Butch Jones is going to finally get this figured out, and it's going to be a tough rivalry. And they haven't won since. <laughs> nope. I mean, it's it, it, it's been domination. They and, own November, and, though, man. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, Thank well, you, Tony. Right, boys, take it easy. Yep. Appreciate it. We'll get a break and uh, keep it rolling. Three nine two eight two five five. I think they could jump off buildings if if they lost yeah, this one. This is the year for sure. Yeah. Be right back here on the tailgate. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you, 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy play it again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for and it's located right on university and 34th street so it's easy to find and i'm there all the time so i just might see you at play it again sports 
from the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Scattered showers and even a few thunderstorms are possible, especially north and east of Gainesville as we go through the evening hours. I do expect storms to wrap up, especially by midnight. We'll see partly cloudy skies during the early morning hours of your Monday, but the potential for some patchy fog to develop is there, so be mindful of that, especially if you have early morning commute times planned. Tomorrow, fog should dissipate, but the afternoon does bring the chance for showers. From the York Weather Center, meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The Cowboys are in trouble. I think they know it. But they are in trouble because in the offseason, they did not acquire a backup quarterback that would be sufficient enough if something like this would happen. Backup quarterbacks at a premium. If you can get you one, you'll go and pay for that guy. This is where we are with the Dallas Cowboys. Another dud, another dud season for them. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Alright, I couldn't get I can't get you to watch No Way Out, but I did get you to watch the uh the video that James Bates and Drew Copeland did a long time ago. Long, long Can time ago. Can you spare some dip? That be, that's before Sister Hazel days. No, no, it was after Sister, Sister Hazel. They, yeah. uh, no, it was definitely. Well, that's true because it was college. Yeah, yeah. it would have been after. And uh, no, it was when he does Luther Ogle makes me laugh every time. It was very good. Do you remember? And it's really a s- tragic story, as we all know. But the the game that was postponed with. On nine eleven, mm-hmm. and the Tennessee fan who had did, he only, he played his music all the way down because he didn't he did, but so he didn't know that nine eleven had happened. The game had been postponed, and all of a sudden he's there at the game. There's nobody there, so he went and sat in his seat for a while. And we actually found him and interviewed him. I don't know why we found him. I I think maybe we went to the stadium to see what it was like. You know, if somebody was looking for a story, that, but yeah, he was there. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's like, Go balls. Go balls. <laughs> Let's get Jonesy next. Jonesy, what's up? Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I would have definitely gave her a ticket. First, the ticket would have been for being a Gator fan. Yeah. Next, the ticket would have been for wearing that orange and blue. Yeah. And the ticket would have been for talking back to me because I'm a Seminole. Well. So, so she would have got three tickets. I don't think that's allowed, but she might have. <laughs> but um, what I really call you guys about is I talked to you two weeks ago about um, being the dynamic duo. And I said, please don't become the psychiatrist in a less than two weeks. And as I listened to the show, a lot of it seems like some of the fans are about to dr- jump off of the jump off the cliff. And you trying to talk them on. Uh, talk them out of it. I don't but think they're ready to jump off the cliff. I think they're disappointed that they were hoping it's just, for something it's not better. Getting better. Yeah, yeah. But you had one fan call in, and, and his glass was half full because he talked about 
okay, he wasn't even expecting y'all to be two and one. And he looked at the fact that the next three games, even if you lost this game, you were going to be five and two. I say, now that's a good perspective. Now, now, as for my Seminole, they're playing a lot better, but I have not started talking about national title game. I I just want to see a bowl game. Yeah, and we can make it to a bowl. You know, well, I know FSU fans are upset that they aren't ranked, and Florida and Miami are. Um, but look, I also they have they beaten a crappy LSU team and a crappy. Um, Louisville but how can right you now. how can you say LSU is crappy and they just beat Mississippi State? Mississippi Everybody State. had picked Mississippi State to beat them. Yeah, well, I mean they they played good this week, but they played bad in some other games. So I mean I don't think they're any good. Well, also going on the road is not easy. Florida beat Tennessee on the road—that's a great accomplishment. They've done it. And going into a hostile environment like Louisville was not easy. And that quarterback they have, man. Very, he is he is really good, and he is really bad. And there's there's no in-between with him. He's almost another Anthony Richardson. Like, you don't know what you're going to get play-to-play with him. In fact, the last pass he threw was just ridiculous. I don't know what he was thinking. I, I agree with you on the uh, passing. He's not very well good at that, but the running is outstanding. Uh, have you ever seen a weekend like like this weekend in the NFL? In the NFL, no, I know that. Lot, and a lot of it's where nothing happens in the first half, and the second half is completely different. Pretty nuts. Yeah, but it almost was like a college game. You know, if you ever get up on an NFL team, twenty eight and twenty one points, it's rare that you come back and you have two games where two teams came back from a twenty eight point deficit and a twenty one. That that was the first. Yep. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Well, I'm gonna say I, I I'm just gonna be a, a patient fan. I'm gonna wish I don't have a heart attack watching these games because they're too close. There's no more blowout. You know what I'm saying? I miss those days. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can, Jonesy. Your boys are playing all right. Yes, they are. All, all right. right. Appreciate you. Let's get to South Carolina Gator. Howdy, sir. Yeah. Pat, what's going on? What's up? Oh man, listen. I I, I heard I heard you talking about uh, you'd rather have Kyle Trask, a guy that knows where to go with the ball, Jeff. I, I you know I, I said I wasn't gonna call in and say this, but I'm gonna say. It. Do y'all remember a while back where there was this big thing where people said that uh, Florida didn't recruit a uh, black quarterback? No, I don't remember that. You, you remember, well, people used to say that. Yeah, people used to say they didn't. They didn't do it. Yeah, and, when before Don you know, Gaffney, they were saying that. Yeah, yeah, that they did. That they didn't recruit. Well, you know, everything and, and sort of. I mean, I I kind of blame Meyer. Ever since we had Meyer as a coach, the only coach that came close to running something that was a true pro style, and it, it was horrible with both of them, McElwain and uh, Mushcham, and it was horrible. Yeah, they, he, they had he, quarterback issues. Yeah, yeah, so it, it, it was horrible. So I, I, I want people to realize that, yeah, we uh, everybody thinks the spread is the way to go, that most schools are going to the spread people out. But I'm going to tell you guys, where Florida's been at their best, 
when they had a pure passer back there that would pass the ball to all the athletes. That's when Florida's always been at their best. That's when Spurrier came, and he was not putting an athlete. He was putting a true quarterback back there that could read coverages. So we're never going to get that again. You know, I'm telling you, Billy Napier, he's a spread guy. He's a run-first quarterback type of coach. And I don't know if we'll ever have that at Florida again. But for Florida to be at its true potential, we got to have a pro-style quarterback back there leading us offense. That's well, what you, we've always been But you there. also, all those teams you're talking about, all those quarterbacks you're talking about, all had great wide receivers around them. And and he doesn't have that. I mean, that's it's just not there. They have not recruited that position well. It's one reason they, they struggled last year because their top receiver was a guy who had a bad attitude. Now he's gone. Now they got a bunch of guys that are just not that fast. They don't get open. They don't separate. And a lot of that, and like I said, everything that happens this year, you can't look at it as this is how it's going to be with uh, Billy Napier. Nope. Like I told you guys, I told you before, this is all Mullen. This is this is what Mullen, this is Mullen's team. I don't care what no one say. Other than the transfers that we got in the recruiting class, this is play with. So it is what it is. We may go six and six, or we may go seven and five. But it is what it is at this point. Well, it's just like Mullen's first team was Jim McElwain's team. Exactly. Uh, Jim McElwain's f- team, first team was uh, Will Muschamp's team. Well, we know how that room went. He, didn't, he couldn't even do the spring game. He, could, he didn't have enough offensive line no. to do the spring game. But he also <laughs> went to a, a nice bowl game the first year. Yeah, well, it, that is different now, Pat. Georgia not nowhere near as bad as they were back then, and you know we're we're like we're we're a long way away from being able to compete with Georgia again. I think it's going to take like three years, three years, and maybe we'll be able to compete with them. Because no, I don't disagree at all with that. I think yeah. I think when you get um, a third year class of the that he has recruited, coupled with redshirt freshmen and true sophomores that that he recruited, which would be this class that is going to be a top six or seven class, I think maybe even higher when it's over, and then you get another class on top of it. That's what you got to do. And you got to build. Look, Georgia wasn't built because Kirby Smart is a brilliant mind. They were built by re- recruiting the hell out of it and stacking classes yeah. on top of each other. Yep. Yeah. Getting and five star for five star. Yep. And and what kind of quarterback do they have? A pro style quarterback. Yep, makes and, a makes he, a difference, man. And he and, and I will tell you what, Stetson Bennett is 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 on fire right now. I I enjoy watching him play. I I you know listen, I'm not against the spread, but I love a pure passer, and that's why I love Kyle Trask so much. I feel like had Kyle Trask not been robbed by the other coaches, he would have broke all the Florida records. Had this guy started when he first came in, he would have broke every passing record there was at Florida. But they didn't give him a chance. Yep. Well, all right, South Carolina Gator, thank you, man. You've got to snag this final break. We'll do that and come back, get as many more phone calls as we can. You're listening to the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. 
Good afternoon. My name is Christina Santiago. The Gators Florida women's tennis team will kick off their season today. The Gators will be heading to Lubbock, Texas for the Lubbock 15K event, which Texas Tech hosts. Alicia Dudeny, Benty Spree, and Anastasia Suvea will play in this event. Moving on to NFL news, the Tampa Bay's Buccaneers wide receiver Mike Evans is suspended for one game due to the physical altercations that occurred in last night's game against the New Orleans Saints. Tonight, the Minnesota Vikings and Philadelphia Eagles will be going up against each other. Both teams are currently undefeated. Tune in right here at 8 for live game coverage. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Christina Santiago. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With express shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx or online at electronicsworld.net. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Being careful these days with your budget doesn't mean you have to settle for inferior quality jewelry at a mall store. If you're used to shopping in malls and never been into an IDC before, I want to personally invite you in. International Diamond Center owner Keith LeClaire. We've got something for everybody. 
It doesn't matter your budget. It doesn't matter if you need financing. We'll make it happen. As a manufacturing jeweler, IDC is able to cut out the middleman. Our diamond bracelets, we buy the bracelet, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. Our diamond bands, we buy the mounting, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. So you're cutting out all that 40% that's in the middle for these manufacturers. And that's for superior quality jewelry with free service for life. When you come into IDC, you're going to get better quality for less, period. International Diamond Center. The one thing I'll guarantee you is you will make a big financial mistake if you don't shop IDC. At Celebration Point or visit us online at shopidc.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, one call to finish up, and it is uh, from up in Knoxville. Let's go to a Knoxville Gator. Howdy, sir. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? We're great. Good. I'll try to make this quick because my battery is beeping, which is probably not a real good sign. Nope. Uh, Especially if it's your pacemaker. Yeah, I was going to say the battery's pretty weak, and my phone's not too well either. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to comment uh, real quickly about the previous caller talking about uh, how it can get pretty rough. Uh, up here in Knoxville, and, and he—he's—I mean, he's got a point. Every fan base has some nasty fans, but I got to tell you, I don't want to scare you know any Gator fans away that might be wanting to come up because I've lived here for 32 years. Man, I got my Gator tag on the front of the car, the back of the car. I got the Gator flags on the car on game week. You walk into my office here in Knoxville; it's full of Gator stuff on the walls, on tables. Uh, got, uh, my kids grew up here. They wore their gator shirts to school and we wear our gator jersey to church on Sunday morning after we beat the balls on Saturday. <laughs> and we've never had any trouble. I mean, we may have had a, a tongue stuck out and maybe a, a finger occasionally, but. <laughs> well, it's like every fan base. There's always, there's, there's bad eggs and everything well yeah and, yeah and i think you're fine okay. like in everyday life but it, at the game after a loss and everybody's drunk that's where you got to be careful i think that's you know more so what they're referring to but yeah i think you know i mean gosh we have a lot of hurricanes bulldogs there are people everywhere i mean i walked into the bank the other day right before the season started and dude's wearing his it was friday and dude's wearing his georgia shirt and i just said hey you must be happy about a national title last year and you know he loved it and we talked and so this one yeah you get it yeah this one too <laughs> So, yeah, no, you, you get that. Obviously, that I mean, that part of the, the country is awesome. It's uh, you know, one of oh, my favorite ones to go visit. Stadium-wise, I, now I don't like the press box because the press box is enclosed. Yeah. Uh, and you're, it looks like ants down there, but stadium-wise, it's, it's awfully impressive. You know, going down to the, to the uh, floor in a, or grass field, I mean, you know, the, the, the turf, and just looking up, you know, you, you can see how a guy can get intimidated. Yeah, it's cool. There. Although Florida quarterbacks as a rule haven't. Nope, they have not. Well, thank you, yeah, Knoxville it, Gator. We're looking forward to it. The, the uh, Knoxville Gator Club, there's actually a lot of Gators that live up here. We've got a the Knoxville Gator Club. We've got about 50 members, and we're all going to be set up outside the stadium. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Guys, don't 
you know, if you're going to come on up to the game, come on, have fun, and let's beat those walls. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll try to stop by the tailgate, see if I can find it. Oh, celebrities. It would be good. It would be a celebrity sighting, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you so much. You know what they'll say? Who were you again? Who's this guy? Yeah. I'll have Tate with me, though, so. Oh, good point. They'll know the jump pass. Yeah. Speaking of that, real quick, it was fun. We had uh, Ben Shelton stop by the the tent and before he went in and obviously did two bits. So, great kid. How, how was First time I got to, uh, it was good. He did a, did a good job. He wanted to uh, incorporate tennis into it and hit some balls yeah. up into the stands, but I think it got vetoed. They're afraid it might hit somebody and then. Yeah. You put an eye out. Or kinda, they, they throw it back on the field like, like Wrigley. Yeah, with Flavik closing for that Kentucky game. Yeah, there was a yeah, it would have been a problem for in some areas and but you didn't want people to get to get towed. Always take the side of precaution. And also, by the way, uh some since somebody brought up Jacob Copeland, I want to look him up. Two games he's got five catches, but two of them are for touchdowns. And hundred and sixteen yards. And his quarterback is to his Tungo, brother. Tungo Biola. Yep. So, yeah. What is their record? I don't, they haven't played He's off to a decent though. start. Yeah, they? Um, 2-0. They beat Charlotte and Buffalo. That would be nobody. They have scored almost 100 points. They beat points two big cities. two games. Yeah. It's not two good teams. No. All right. Jake was good today. Next we appreciate you know his play efforts. Denver. <laughs> That'd be cool. Duels is always good, and we'll do it again tomorrow. For Pat, I am Jeff. See you. Peace out. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 